What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, Tony Mango, and my target to review for this edition is Kong Skull Island. As far as the Review Point podcast goes, it's pretty simple. I try to do my best to break things down into positives and negatives, which are hereby referred to as hits and misses. And this is, by the way, the spoiler review. If you want the non-spoiler one, check out the Minuteman review that's already up on the channel. But this one will be talking about things in more detail. So if you have not seen the movie yet and you don't want to know what happens, bookmark this, go check out the movie, and then come back a little bit later on. If you don't really care necessarily, or if you're the type of person who maybe you want to know these more details, and that's going to be the deciding factor of whether or not you go see the movie, then by all means, continue to listen. Just wanted to put that out there in case you didn't want to know what was going on on Skull Island, which, spoiler alert, Kong is there. (laughs) That's what's going on there. So I got to admit, I really didn't write down a whole bunch of notes. And by really didn't write down a whole bunch, I mean I didn't write down any. So we're going to be shooting from the hip for this one. And that's not to say that this is some kind of a bad movie that I wasn't excited about writing down a bunch of notes for or that it was such a fantastic one that all I have to say is that it's great and go see it. Although I will kind of bury the lead a little bit and say that you should check it out. I think that overall this movie is a hit. It's not like, you know, the biggest hit of the year. It's not something that everybody's going to love. A lot of different things like that that you can say. But I do think overall that I enjoyed it. I think that I got my money's worth by going to check to see this in the theater. I didn't see it in 3D. I'm not really the biggest fan of 3D. And if I'm going to see anything in 3D, it's going to have to be something like Star Wars or not even the Marvel movies all that much. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy might be good in 3D. But it's got to be like that space type of stuff. It's not going to be just, you know, a a bunch of people standing around in a jungle and all that. But uh, Kong, he's a big monkey. And I've seen monkeys before. I've seen them in person at the zoo. Now, I haven't seen a uh, monkey the size of a goddamn skyscraper, but seeing them live and real is more 3D than you can get a 3D experience. So I can't justify it like that, but... Uh, speaking of the issue of the whole thing with that though, the spectacle is part of this and you know, if you haven't seen a King Kong movie before, this is going to hit you differently than if you would have seen something else because there's, if there's different time frames. you got to look at this through the scope of somebody not in 2017 who knows the whole King Kong thing and you know, is used to this by now. If you've seen any monster movie, you know Big monster equals, ooh, okay, but we've seen it before. Look back to when King Kong was originally made, it's going to be a different thing. But now we don't have to do that same old storyline anymore. We've seen it a million times. It's been done in, what was it, the 40s or so that it must have been? Uh, Let me try to look that up real quick. But we did that. We did the 70s remake. We did the 2005 remake. It looks like there might have been a 1993. Uh, no, 1993, 1933 is when that movie was. All right, so we had the 1933 one, 1976, 2005. I have seen the 33 and the 76 and half of the 2005. I shut it off recently. I just didn't really feel like watching this all over again. So one of the positives, one of the hits that I would say is that this wasn't the same thing again. I didn't have to sit through the... 
uh, whole, like, let's go to the island and it's all just going to be what's going on with Kong. Oh my God, he's a big gorilla. Because we know that now. Now this twists it a little bit. We know that Kong is going to be there. But what else is there? We don't have the dinosaur stuff, but we have some different creatures. And we don't have all the whole uh, Eiffel Tower. Not the Eiffel Tower. Why was I going to call it the Eiffel Tower? The Empire State Building scene of him climbing up and getting shot down. We don't have to have it set in a different time period. We have it set in the 70s now with Vietnam. And that's actually something that's another positive about this. I liked the idea that this was in Vietnam. It gave it a different vibe to it. It was like that wartime thing. And that factored into some of the characters a little bit too. I'm going to just jump kind of right into Samuel L. Jackson's character, Packard. He was a good enough character because he was something that I wasn't expecting to see, really. I thought that he was just the generic military leader. And, of course, he was the military leader. That's not like a big spoiler here of like, oh, my God, he actually was, you know, Godzilla the whole time or something. (laughs) But I didn't think that they were going to necessarily tie in all the negative energy that happened with the Vietnam War in the way that they did. Again, this is a spoiler review, so if you don't know this information, then don't listen to it yet. But his character turns to really like one of the main villains of the whole damn thing when you can tell that he doesn't really feel like he he won the war. I mean, he says in the movie, we didn't lose the war, we abandoned it. And he starts looking at his medals and he's like, you know, all this for what? You know, we didn't like win the war or whatever. And by the time you get to Kong, he's like, you know what? More people died. We were just about to leave. I'm going to fucking finish this. And that was a good way to take Samuel L. Jackson from a guy that everybody universally loves to a guy that it's like, you know, I kind of hope that he dies. And we had another sort of quasi villain in Bill Randa, which was John Goodman's character, who is from Monarch. He actually started Monarch. And he's the guy that was the crackpot theorist, cryptozoology mix-up sort of guy that he started all the investigation for this stuff. And we don't know by now where this is leading. We're getting Godzilla versus King Kong, but we're also getting some other characters. Maybe not in Godzilla versus King Kong, maybe further down the line, I don't know. But a spoiler for the post credit scene is that they show King... I'm probably butchering these. I always heard Ghidorah. Maybe it's Ghidorah. Maybe it's Ghidorah. Uh, Ghidorah is what I had heard of whatever. There's Rodan. There's Mothra. No Smog Monster. A little bit disappointed in that. <laughs> Smog Monster was like the one movie that was always at my blockbuster when I was watching these as a kid. So I watched that a little bit more than the other ones. And um, I'm cool with that, man. Like, they say something in this movie that I thought was another hit, which was that Kong is still growing. So you figure you add another 40 years onto that, he's probably going to be Godzilla-sized and they can fight. Although, Godzilla's a good guy in the movie, and Kong's a good guy in the movie. So I'm assuming that this is basically a Batman v Superman scenario where Kong and Godzilla think that they are threats to each other and they fight and the humans are kind of like, oh shit, this is going to wreck everything. 
And then we get maybe the uh, skull crawlers that were in this movie, which, by the way, they were another hit, too. They were cool looking, really menacing, like like kind of dead-eyed, uh, well, skull. I mean, that's kind of the point of it. That look to them was really cool. I like them quite a bit. But if we can get Godzilla and King Kong in a tag team against, you know, uh, I guess it's a handicap match, uh, Ghidorah and Rodan and Mothra and whatnot... You know what? Was Mothra a good guy, too? Now that I'm thinking about that, was Mothra good? And what was up with Gamera? The fucking turtle thing? I don't know. Maybe they're all going to fight Mecha Streisand. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Leonard Malton's going to show up. And uh, what's his face from The Cure? All that stuff. Maybe Kenny can, you know, sort of save the day a little bit with Cthulhu. Tie all that stuff together. Why not? But getting back to character work, uh, yeah, John Goodman's character, I liked that. I liked that they brought in the Monarch thing, and they pretty much had to at this point because this is a universe that's going to be tying in together, so you can't just sort of go, well, we're going to do a separate movie, and then at the last minute go, yeah, by the way, Godzilla, you got to sort of factor it in there. I liked John C. Riley's character, Hank Marlowe, the stranded word, uh, World War II soldier who befriends his uh, enemy and they sort of like hang out on the island and get to know all that stuff. I like that he had a happy ending. That was good. I was kind of rooting for him to actually make it home in the end. And if they would have killed him off in some kind of like self-sacrifice, like, well, you know what? I've been here for 29 years and I guess that, you know, I, I might as well die here. That kind of a thing. I would have been a little bit disappointed. Brie Larson's character was fine. Um, I don't really have any complaints about it. I wouldn't say it's a full-on hit. I liked her angle of the whole anti-war photographer thing, so that's good. That's a hit. I didn't really like the idea that, like, she was sort of just drug along, kind of. I mean, I, I can kind of say that about another one, too. I'm trying to look up which name he actually was. Uh, is it Reels or Relis or whatever? One of the military guys, they let him just kind of hang out in the background and not really do all that much. But Brie Larson's character is better than that. You know what? I, I shouldn't say that that's uh, that she was dragging along. She was she was there to provide a different thing. She was the only woman in the whole thing except for the completely pointless San or San. I'm not even sure how they pronounce her name in the movie because uh, her character, the geologist or whatever, pointless. She was a total miss. So Brie Larson, I'll give her a hit. And I'll give uh, the other one a miss. Shame, too, because, you know, why waste that type of a character? Uh, I'm going to give that Relis or Reels or Reels or whatever guy. He's a miss for sure. Uh, he was my least favorite out of the whole military brigade. The Sam Jackson one was a hit. I liked the uh, Slivko. He was fine. He wasn't really a hit so much as like a ricochet, I guess you could say. He was in the middle. He was fine. I didn't really want him to die, but I didn't really want him to live too much. Like, if somebody else had to bite the bullet, if he was the one that would have gone, I would have been okay with that. Mills was better. Mills was a hit. And Cole, I knew he was going to be dying. Which, uh, that actor, let me look him up real quick, too. He reminds me so much of, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name, from Forrest Gump, Gary Sinise. This dude looks like he is the younger Gary Sinise, kind of, and I always sort of just want that dude to play a young Gary Sinise or, like, his uh, younger brother or something like that. I don't know. 
And um, I know him mostly from Agent Carter. And I know I've seen him in something else here and there. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Silver Linings Playbook, I've seen him in that. American Hustle, Wolf of Wall Street. Nonstop, is that that uh, bike movie that wasn't that good? Oh, no, that's... Okay, I saw that anyway. That's uh, Liam Neeson and stuff. I'm getting completely sidetracked here. And Star Trek Beyond. Holy shit, this guy's like fucking everything. <laughs> All right, so no wonder I recognize that guy. But I liked him. Wrist Cutter's Love Story. That's another one that he was getting. By, by the way, watch that movie. I want to watch that again. See if that's as good on the uh, second time around. I liked it quite a bit when I watched that originally. But anyway, getting back to uh, Kong Skull Island. You know, Let's talk about some other movies here. The other characters, for the most part, were mostly misses. Um, Tom Hiddleston's character was a hit. That was fine. And the side guy for John Goodman, he was okay. I think his name was Brooks in this. Uh, let's see. Houston Brooks, by played by Corey Hawkins. I liked him. But I didn't really like Toby Kebbell's character, Jack Chapman. How, like... Uh, generic of a name, Captain, or uh, was he a captain? I think he was. Captain Chapman, Jack Chapman. Oh, he did Kong. Huh, he did like motion capture or something, you know, capture or something like that. Okay. I didn't like his death either. So if I'm going to have to go by character breakdown here, let's give a little bit of a recap. Hiddleston, he's a hit, but it's a minor one. He's really just kind of blah. Same thing with Brie Larson's character, Mason Weaver. But they're both basically hits. Sam Jackson is a hit. John C. Riley is a hit. John Goodman is a hit. Corey Hawkins is a hit. John Ortiz is Victor Neves or Nieves or whatever. Uh, you know, he's middle of the road. Toby Kebbell is a miss. Jason Mitchell's Mills is a hit. Tian Jing, uh, her character, miss. Cole is a hit. Slivko's middle of the road. Rayleigh's or whatever, he is a miss. So we got a healthy mix between the two, but this isn't a character study. This is Kong. You go to the movie because you want to see King Kong, and Kong is a hit. He looked well. The action was great in this. I don't really want to say that it's... Uh, let me put it this way. If this Kong would have died, I wouldn't have been as upset as the Kong in the other movies because they do a better job of making him seem like he is like a pitiful creature in the other ones. In this one, it's focusing more on action. But I would have been a little bit annoyed if they would have killed off Kong, because first off, it makes no sense at all, because he's got to be back again. And second, they do show at least a little bit of Kong being good enough that you're like, okay, he's a good, he's a good boy. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> the whole pat him on the back, you know. Here's a banana, here you go. So I would give Kong a hit. And I mentioned before the Skull Crawlers. Those are hits, good villains to kind of throw into the mix there. The spider scene was interesting. That was something that it was kind of creepy, and you know you don't really want to come across that at any point, do you? Uh, I could have done without the cheesy slow motion in the action scenes. That threw me off. That's going to be a miss. And there was a few weird edits and cuts from time to time that I was a little bit curious about. I don't know why they necessarily did that. Kind of threw me off. Music was good. Going to give a, a hit to that one. And overall, I mean, if you look at this type of movie as something that you thought was going to be like a game changer, it isn't. It's a King Kong movie. It's a generic monster action film. You got the whole wow factor of King Kong. You got the 
rooting for the monster angle because by the time they introduce the skull crawlers, you're like, all right, you, you want those to die. Those are the bad ones, but you got some bad people in the mix too. So you got a little bit of a dichotomy there, but it's not like, you know, this is really like making a big statement or anything. And in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to look at this as a hit. I mean, this was better than Godzilla. And I'm curious to see where they go from the future. When they do this King Kong versus Godzilla movie, or Godzilla versus King Kong, or King of the Monsters, whatever they're going to call it. I'd rather it be called King of the Monsters, by the way. That's just a little bit of a side note. When they do that movie, I'm going to be there opening night. I saw Godzilla in the theater, and I was disappointed. I saw Kong Skull Island in the theater, and I liked it overall. So I would recommend this to people to watch if you are interested in seeing it. If you're on the fence about it, and you've listened to this review, and spoilers don't bug you and all that, check it out on Netflix. Maybe you don't want to spend the 15 bucks to see it, and I can understand that. But down the line, when they do this whole crossover thing, you're probably going to be interested, so you should check out Godzilla, kind of suffer through it a little bit, check out Kong Skull Island, then you'll be pretty much all set up. Although I kind of <laughs> kind of have to assume that this King Kong versus Godzilla movie is not going to be one of those things where you're going to have to be like, oh my god, what's all the setup? It's two creatures everybody knows. It's not like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where if you don't know who Thanos is by this point, you're going to be probably lost come Infinity War. So uh, take that into all consideration. But I'm going to give it a thumbs up overall. It's not the most enthusiastic thumbs up in the world. It's not going to be a 10 out of 10. But if uh, we're going on a 10 scale and you know 5 is the middle road and a 0 is the worst that you can get, I'm going to give it about a uh, six and a half, a seven, something like that. I mean, it's it's good enough. Nothing really to, to complain about all that much. So that's going to do me in for this rundown and this episode of Review Point. I want to thank you all for listening, and I want to invite you to share your thoughts with me in the comments below. Tell me what you thought about the movie. Did you like it more than I did? Maybe you didn't like it as much. Whatever the case may be, tell me what you thought were the hits and what were the misses and everything in between. Be sure to stay tuned to this website and the YouTube channel for more stuff coming your way. Just hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well so you can get notified of everything else that pops up. I'm pretty sure the next time you're going to be hearing from me is going to be Iron Fist. So there should be an episode one breakdown and then a full season one recap of some sorts. And that's going to be coming up around next week or so. So keep that in mind. But this has been episode 41, 42, something like that of Review Point. I don't know. We stopped numbering them a while ago. <laughs> I am Tony Mango, and I'm a fanboy. See you next time, everybody. Geeks out.